Good morning, GT. You've already been welcomed a few times, but man, there it is, poured out. Uh, we're in week two of this teaching. Uh, I wanna encourage you to take uh, your word today, the Bible, however you look at it. Uh, we're gonna be turning to 2 Timothy uh, in a moment. Uh, so make sure you're ready to do that with me. But we're gonna be talking today about missions again in this poured out series. Uh, Pastor Scott just gave a great talk about trusting God with our finances and Project Impact, and when we talk about being poured out, it's the way we pray. You know, we talk about missions all the time, pray, give, go, and that's really what it's about. We need to pray for our missionaries. We need to pray for our community, our, the countries around the world. Uh, we certainly need to give, and when we give, when we're giving to Project Impact, I, maybe there's been some misunderstanding. You're saying, well, what really is Project Impact? Uh, we talk about the tithes and the offerings. Our offerings go toward Project Impact. I've got this book with me. I talked about it last week. Let me really encourage you to go to the website and check out. Under the Give tab, you can go to that, um, and it'll just, you can look at the book right there online, all right? It's all virtual. You can see the projects. And so when we give to Project Impact, we're giving to global projects for sure. We're giving to ministries around the world. We heard Pennington last week. We're gonna hear the Perez's next week. And your giving and your praying deeply impacts not only those families, but the ministries that they're doing around the world. And then we're expanding the local church. I mean, we're so excited uh, about what's happening in Kutztown and all the different churches over the years we've planted. But we're grateful, as I said in the announcement, when we relaunch on the 27th, we're uh, doing our very best to make that happen at Kutztown as well. Uh, so as we said, please keep that in prayer. And your giving is making a big impact. The office is all done. We're all settled there. We've got the acreage. We're, we're looking forward to Kutztown just taking that Northern Berks area for God. And so that's a part of Project Impact. So global projects, expanding the church, you're gonna to hear today from Pastor Maritza, our missions pastor, about local outreach. And man, God has been using her and the team, uh, the entire church really in such a powerful way, even during this pandemic. Uh, so you'll be looking forward to listening to her. So today we're gonna to talk about, not only gonna hear from her and what I've gotta share, but our prayer is that we're gonna hear from God. We're gonna hear from God about the privilege, the ministry, the responsibility and the calling we have uh, to carry out the Great Commission, all right? Uh, we're gonna be looking at Timothy again. We're going back to the text that Pennington spoke about last week. And I just was thinking a little bit of review in case you um, didn't tune in with us. You can always check them out on our website. But, you know, as I was listening to Steve preach, he was talking about this letter, the epistle that Paul is writing to Timothy, his son in the faith. You know, everything we do in the ministry, in uh, the kingdom of God, it's all built on relationships. And that's what Paul had with Timothy. He's writing from a Roman prison. He's thinking about the end of his life. As Steve said, he's gonna become a martyr. He's gonna give his life. Talk about being poured out. He said, I'm already poured out like an offering to God. I want you to think about that for a moment. Think about your life. Think about being poured out for God. And he, it's a critical moment for the church because Paul's gonna be gone. This guy has written two-thirds of the New Testament. He's taken the gospel around the world to the Gentile and the Jew, and now he's about to die. So this handoff to Timothy and the church is a critical thing. 
Uh, I thought about that when Steve said it last week. A couple of weeks ago in the Faithful series, Pastor Scott Noggle uh, talked about it, our student ministries pastor. He said, listen, he said, if we don't have a faith that we pass to the next generation, what kind of faith is it really? And so that's a really important thing for us to think about. You know, last week, Steve, uh, I was really moved by it when he talked about, and I brought it back again today, about the pencil. He talked about the students in Africa that are in college. They've given everything they have to be there. They've left jobs, they've left whatever they do to learn, to study, to get a better job. And they, he talked about in the offerings in Ethiopia, and I've been there with him years ago, where there's thousands of people, and the only thing they had to put in the offering was their pencil. And Steve said, I didn't get it. But it represented their life. See, the Apostle Paul gave everything. He gave everything to Jesus. He poured himself out. And when those students in Africa put that pencil in the offering, they're saying, that's my life, that's my future. Just like Scott said a moment ago, we've gotta trust God, not only with our money, but with our life and our time and our gifts. So when we're poured out, that's what we're doing. And so I wanna talk about that again today. In fact, our bottom line, both myself and Pastor Maritza, what we're gonna talk about is that you and I need to finish the race that's been marked out before us. You know, you think about God with a pencil just marking out our race, the course, everything it's set out before us. I want you to think about this pencil. In fact, the Greek word uh, for race is dramas, which literally means a course. It means an office of ministry. It's the direction that our life takes us. And the Bible says that God has marked out a race before us. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. So he's marked it out before us. Our job, our calling is, is what we're saying today. We've got to finish the race. We've got to, you know, there's world is full of starters, you know. You can start in a race, but you've got to finish. And we've got to run like we want to win the race. So what I'm going to do today, I'm going to just walk through the scripture. Very, very, uh, just let the word of God speak to us. You know, we mentioned the school of ministry. Can I just tell you that a couple weeks ago, uh, we're doing the class on the Holy Spirit. Here's what we said, and I truly believe this. Church, whenever we're preaching from the word, whenever we're reading the word, listening to the word, anytime you're in the word of God, you know what's happening? God's talking to you. The Holy Spirit is talking to you. So I know we've prayed, Dan Marcelin prayed, but we're gonna pray again. God, I pray today, right now, that as we look to your word, as we look to this scripture, that Holy Spirit, you would speak to us directly. I pray that we would hear your voice today, that when Pastor Maritza and I share today, that God, you, the Holy Spirit, would minister to our hearts. Let us hear, God, what you're saying to us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Here's what Paul writes. 2 Timothy chapter four in verse six. Here's what he says. As for me, Paul saying, as for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. What a, what a picture. Paul said, I'm, I'm like this glass. I've already been poured out like an offering. You know, the Bible talks about drink offerings in the Old Testament. And Paul said, I've been poured out like a drink offering to God. And notice what he says. The time of my death is near. Now think about that. I think what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today, not I think, I know what he's saying is we need to see the end. We need to see the end. That speaks of our readiness. 
that we've got to be ready. Listen, I, I know this as well as many people. You don't know when the end's going to happen. The rapture could happen today or our life could end today. We just don't know. I'll never forget getting up June 15th, having a great service, going on a mo motorcycle ride, and in a moment, my life was almost gone. We've got to live ready. We've got to see the end. As we're ministering, we have to work with one eye on eternity. Our family ministries, we talk about it all the time to our parents. Man, if you're a parent watching today, thank you for joining us. There's so many great resources for your kids. But I wanna tell you, the reason we provide those things is because you know you need to parent, I need to parent uh, with the end in sight. How are my kids gonna live and serve God when I'm not around, when they're their first you know, week in college, when, they're, when they have opportunity. So we've got to parent that way. We've got to live that way. Every time I go to the gravesite, I've gone a few times to the gravesite. Guys might put something up on the screen. That's my tombstone. We've often talked about the power of the dash. Man, when I go out to those memorial gardens and I see my name on that tombstone, I see my birth date, May 23rd, 1964, the only thing missing on that tombstone is the last date of when my life ends. Friends, you said, well, man, that's kind of discouraging, Brian. No, it's, it, no, it's encouraging to think about the end. It causes us to be ready. And that's what Paul said, the, the time of my death is near. Secondly, he says in verse seven, I have fought the good fight. First part of verse seven, he said, I have fought the good fight. You say, well, what's the point? We've gotta fight the good fight. We gotta see the end, that's our uh, readiness, and then we've gotta fight the good fight. That speaks of our reflection. We need to think about that. We need to fight the good fight. Steve talked about it last week. He talked about the good fight. You know, the Saul was a fighter. When you read the book of Acts, Acts chapter six, seven. In fact, Stephen is stoned to death. He's the first martyr of the church. Jesus gave his life, and now Stephen, a deacon, okay, is preaching and proclaiming the word, and they stone him to death, and Saul stood there, and you know what? He totally approved of it. Saul was a fighter. The problem was it, always, it wasn't always a good fight. Um, turn with me to Acts 9, uh, Pennington referred to it last week, but I'm gonna take a little different couple of verses on it. Uh, Acts chapter nine, verses 13 through 17. Here's when we read, the apostle Paul has a head-on collision with Jesus Christ. I wanna tell you, if you're listening today, what you need more uh, than religion is you need Jesus Christ. You need a relationship. There's that head-on collision where our sin meets his grace, where our belief meets our, puts our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what happened that day for the Apostle Paul. And now he gets knocked to the ground, he's blind, he can't see. As Steve said, he responds, Lord, and I want to go on now to see what happens next to the Apostle Paul. God's gonna change his fight. He said, Paul, you're fighting against me. You're kicking against me. You're arresting Christians and putting them in prison and you're killing them. God, he said, he said, Paul, you're fighting against me. So God speaks to a man. Think about it. Think if it were you. God speaks to a man named Ananias in Acts 9. He says, Ananias, I want you to go. And here's Ananias' response. You know, as Maritz and Kim today talk about going and serving, you might say, Lord, me? I can't do that. Listen to Ananias. He said, but Lord, exclaimed Ananias, verse 13, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. 
And he is authorized by the leading priests to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, now notice God's response. The Lord said, go for Saul is my chosen instrument. I want you to mark that. He's my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my namesake. So Saul was a fighter. He's persecuting Christians, but God had his hand on Saul. And he wants Ananias to go and say, listen, he is my chosen instrument. When I read that, I thought about the pencil that Pennington talked about last week. Now what I got in my hand now is a mechanical pencil, all right? I, I, I learned more about pencils last night than probably you'll care to know. I'm gonna give you a few facts. In fact, do you, know when, do you know when the pencil was invented? I'm sure you wanna know that. Mark it down, 1556. I'm sure you wanna know that if you took a pencil like this and you absolutely drew a straight line, how far would that line go until you were out of pencil, until you were out of graphite? In case you wanna know, it's around 35 miles. I'm sure you wanna know how many pencils are manufactured in the world. Well, you can tell your friends, 14 billion. But the reason I want you to think about a pencil now is that God said to Ananias, like you and I, he said, he is my chosen instrument. He's my writing instrument. He's gonna write the New Testament. He's gonna preach the gospel. He's gonna gonna fight the good fight now, Ananias. He's gonna fight for me and not against me. Maybe you're listening today and you're fighting God. Maybe you've grown up knowing about God. You've served in church and now you've wandered away. Can I tell you, God's call on you hasn't changed. You're still his chosen instrument. Verse 17 says, so so Ananias listened to God. He said, so Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road, when you had that collision, When you met him on the road, he has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now let me ask you, if I'm gonna use this mechanical pencil and I'm gonna jot some things down, what do I need in it? I I need more than just this hunk of plastic. You know what I need? I need a refill, I need some lead. I like mechanical pencils. You know, you don't gotta sharpen them. You gotta just make sure this thing is filled with lead and then you just click the button, man, and the lead comes out and you're good to go. You know what the Bible says about you and I as chosen instruments of God, people that are living out the story, people that are sharing the good news, we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost just like Paul did. Ephesians 5 says that we're to keep on being filled. We need to be, yes, you received the baptism, that's awesome, but we need to keep on being refilled. That's for students, that's for moms and dads, single, grandma and grandpa. We need the Holy Ghost. If we're gonna fight the good fight, I wanna tell you right now, we need the Holy Spirit. So not only did Paul say this, he he talked about the fact that he needs to see the end, he needs to be ready. He needs to fight the good fight. He needs to reflect on that. He needs to be full of God, full of the Holy Spirit. He goes on and he writes this, think about it. Paul writes this, in the Greek language he says, I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. So our bottom line today is the finish the race that's marked out before us. Paul said, you know what? 
I have finished the race. It's just like Jesus Christ when he hung on the cross. What did he say? It is finished. Everything the Father has given me to do, I've done. Now Paul says the same, same thing. He said, I have finished the race. I have remained faithful. The third thing I think the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us today, we need to keep the faith. It's not only readiness, it's not only reflection, but it's our role as Christians. We need to keep the faith. The Greek word there for keep is traheo, which means to attend carefully, to take care of. So our faith, our role as a believer, as a follower of Christ, is to take care of that, to be faithful. That's why the Apostle Paul could say to the Corinthian church, he wrote them a letter and he said this in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Just as I'm following Jesus, you can now follow me. Friends, I wanna ask you something. Are you keeping your role? Are you keeping the faith? If, when your kids look at your life, are they seeing you live out your faith? When your coworker talks with you, does he hear Jesus or does she hear Jesus in your voice? Character is a big part of fulfilling and finishing the race that God's marked out before us. You can be talented, you can be gifted, you could be smart, you could be rich, you could be a lot of things. You know what you need to do? You and I need to be holy. We need to keep the faith. The last thing before Pastor Maritza comes that I wanna share is in verse eight. Look what he says. He says, and now the prize awaits me. The crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, notice this, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. So we've gotta see the end, all right? We've gotta fight the good fight. We need to keep the faith. And lastly, we need to win the reprise. We need to win the prize. It's not only uh, the, the role that we play, but it's the reward that Paul says we're gonna get. We need to keep our eye on the prize. Let me ask you this. Man, I, I wish you had a pencil you could hold. Maybe you do. Grab it out of the drawer. Let me ask you about this pencil. I've got two pencils up here. One is useful and one is not. Kids, if you're listening today, I wanna talk to you a little bit. You know, when I got these two pencils, this one is useful. This one has been sharpened. I wanna tell you right now, we need God. The Bible talks about that he prunes us that we can bear more fruit. There's no way we can finish the race if we're not sharp, if God hasn't worked in our life. So we need, we need to be sharpened by God. Uh, not only that, but on this pencil, there's no eraser. You know what I thought of when I thought of the eraser? You know, hey, we all make mistakes, we've all sinned. You know, the eraser speaks to me about forgiveness. And so we need to forgive and we need to be forgiven. And that's when you think about that eraser. All right? These are the things that we need to think about. We need to be sharpened. We need that eraser. All right? Uh, this one here, it's broken. You know what? This needs to be sharpened. I can tell you right now, this isn't gonna write at all because the point has been broken. Is there brokenness in your life? Are there things in your life that are broken and that's what's holding you back from really serving God? Can I tell you, God wants to heal you. God wants to sharpen you. God wants to use you. You, like Paul and like I, all of us, we are, we're chosen instruments of God. All we need to do is keep being refilled. We've gotta say, God, fill me. And you know what we can do then? We can make a mark for the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We need to finish the race that's marked out before us. I'm gonna ask Pastor Maritza to come. Uh, she's just a wonderful gal, doing a great job as our missions pastor. God is using her in a powerful way. So I want you to listen to what she shares today. Make sure you tune in at 11 o'clock when her and Kim talk, but Maritza, come. Thank you so much this morning. God bless you, everyone. And as Pastor Brian is speaking today, I can't help but to think about the charge that he's given, um, Paul's giving Timothy, and it's, it's so powerful. He's here, if you read First to Timothy and Second Timothy, and Paul's encouraging him, and just as Pastor Brian just said, where is the brokenness in your life? Where are the places in your life where you've held back because you don't seem to feel like you're fit for the job, you're not fit to finish the race? And, and so Paul's telling Timothy at this point, when we're reading this scripture, Timothy's discouraged. Even though he's been raised in the faith and he knows the word of God, he's feeling discouraged. And, and maybe you're watching today and, and you're feeling that discouragement. And I want you to turn with me to 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And Paul is saying to Timothy, you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrusted to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. And so I underline that because I thought, except by competing by the rules, do we receive the victor's crown? What is the rule? The rule is that we finish the race. The, the rule is that we persevere, that we continue to walk by faith and not by sight. The rule is that when we step outside of, of our homes and, and we see the lostness and the brokenness in this world, we are moved, we are compelled to continue to go on. And so Paul is telling Timothy, look, I'm leaving this, I'm finishing my race, but I need you to step up. I need you to keep running this race. I need you to finish well, because he knows that someone depends on it. And it's the same for you and I today. You know, Jesus told us, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Holy Spirit. And that's found in Matthew 28. He told us we are to go. You know, the same way Paul charges Timothy and says, you must continue. There is a race to finish. He's telling you and I today. There's a world when we step out, and you know, for many of us, we might feel called to go cross-culturally into another country, and, and maybe you're listening today, and you're like, I'm not called to go somewhere else. I'm not called to leave, you know, my, my own area, my community. But can I tell you something? You are called to go and make disciples. You have been charged. You have been commissioned, you know, and, and, and maybe it seems like a lot, right? For Timothy, it seemed like a lot. It's why Paul was so intentional to encourage him. Paul was so intentional with, you know, when you read First Timothy and Second Timothy, he's consistently encouraging him. And that's what we want to do for you today, friends, through the Word of God, through the Holy Spirit, for you to understand that you can, not on your own strength, but as Pastor Brian mentioned, through the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you will be able to go and do what God has called you to do. Why is it so important? It's so important because there's a world out there that doesn't know Jesus. It's so important because every single day I step outside of my doorsteps, I know that there's a world that has no hope. 
It's so important because when you go into your workplace, you go into your schools, you go into your community, what you see is lostness, what you see is brokenness, what you see is hurting. You know, and, and one thing that grips my heart every single day is Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And that hasn't changed. And it's what he's calling you and I to do today. And so when I read scripture in 1 Timothy 1, verses 12 through 16, Paul writes, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me the strength that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. And I love this, and I also have this underlined in my Bible. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus, might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. And so when I read this and I, I think of you and I and I, I think of myself, of, you know, Paul says, of which I am the worst sinners. And I, I'm, I'm going to be totally transparent with you guys today. There's so many days I wake up and I say, thank you, God, for your grace for I am the worst of all sinners. And, and here Paul is telling Timothy, look at my life. Look what God did through me. Look what God did when I surrendered my life to him. When I can understand that because of Jesus' grace, because he poured out his life for you and I, it's why we're able to stand here today. It's why we're able to persevere. It's why we're able to continue to fight the good fight and finish the race that's marked out before us. It's not on our own strength. We would never be able to do it on our own, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross for you and I is why we're able to stand here today and have hope and encourage you and tell you that you can. You can finish the race that's marked out before you. You can fight the good fight. It's why Paul exhorted Timothy. He said, look, it looks bad right now. It's looking really bad. I'm ready to be poured out. Listen, what you see before you is a man who's ready to be martyred. But I'm telling you, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. I can't imagine Timothy reading that and thinking to himself, I'm next, you know. And maybe you're listening today and you're like, that's that's what you're saying to me, God. That's what you're speaking to me through your Holy Spirit today, Lord. You're asking me to keep the faith. You're asking me to finish this race. And can I encourage you today through the word of God? We can. We can because his grace is sufficient. We can because he never leaves us or forsakes us. We can because his spirit inside of us makes us more than conquerors. The word says we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus and if Paul can write this to Timothy and encourage him in such a way where Timothy sees his spiritual father being poured out. He sees that he's coming to the end. He sees that he's being charged and it's my turn now. And that's for you and I, friends. You know, I, I want to share a story with you today. I love doing street ministry. It just, 
you know, when all the trips were canceled this year for global missions, I, I just really, I, I laid it all down and I said, God, you are definitely in control and whatever you need me to do, I'll do. Whatever you ask me to do, I'll do. Wherever you take me, I'll go. And, and that's how he works. And so it is the pouring out of yourself. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And Paul said it so eloquently so often. You die to self so Christ can fully live in you. And a past week, maybe a week or two ago, we were doing ministry in the city of Reading. And we were ministering to the different people we were meeting. And I went over to pray for a, a young lady. And she was very broken. She was hurting. Um, she, she was just in, in a really bad place in her life. And I walk over. They called me over to go pray for her. And as I'm praying for her, she's weeping. And I look over. I open my eyes momentarily. And, and I look over. And I, I see a lady that's sitting next to her. And, and she's weeping. She's weeping. And the Holy Spirit right away is like, go pray for her. Go pray for her. And as I go pray for that lady, the Holy Spirit's ministering to my heart and saying, she's never felt the love of a mother. She's never felt what it feels like to be loved by a mother, by a parent. Hold her. And as I'm holding her and I'm praying over her, I become undone. I, I, I feel like there's nothing left in me. And, and my heart is breaking. And, and, and see, that's what God does when you, when you pray and you ask God to break your heart for what breaks his. That's exactly what he does. And you see things you never saw and you hear things you never heard and you feel things you never felt, you know. And as I'm praying for her, she's weeping. And just the, the, the spirit of God and the, and the love of Christ is just washing over us. It's just washing over us. And, and she was much older than me. And, and I, 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 felt, I felt like her mother. I felt like here I am. Here's God's love washing over you. He loves you. You're not less. He sees you. He sees you. And when we finished ministry that day, I, I got in my vehicle to drive home and get ready for another event. And as I'm driving home, I'm weeping. And I'm saying, God, they hurt. And he says, I know. I know. And he's called you and I. He said, I need you to be my hands and feet. I've called you to be salt and light. I've called you to finish this race. Why is it so important that we finish the race marked out before us? Because there's a world out there that desperately needs the hope of Jesus Christ. There's a world out there that still doesn't know him. And it doesn't matter what their zip code is. It doesn't matter what their career is. They are hurting and they are broken. And so he says, finish the race. Finish the race marked out before you. And I'm, I'm driving home. And, and as I mentioned, I'm, I'm undone. I'm undone. My heart is breaking. And he says, fight the good fight. And the Holy Spirit just fills you up again and says, finish. Finish well. You know, maybe you're listening today and you're like, I was there. I was there at one point in my life. I was running the race, but I quit was too much. I couldn't handle it. Circumstances of life just beat me down. Things that happened in my life just destroyed me, destroyed my faith. And I'm here to tell you, friends, you're not so far gone. As Pastor Brian mentioned, look at Paul. Because of the grace of God, we could come to him and receive redemption and receive forgiveness. Get back in the game. Get back in the race. It's too important. 
there's too much to lose. You know, wherever you're at in your life today, whether you're running the race with perseverance or, or maybe you're at the starting line and you're not sure what's next. You're not sure where you need to be. You're not sure what God is calling you to. I wanna encourage you. He's called us all. He's commissioned us all to go and make disciples. It's in Matthew 28. He's calling you. If you've never made that decision to follow Jesus Christ, I welcome you today. If today's the day that the Holy Spirit is tugging at your heart and saying, don't wait another moment. Don't waste another second. Don't waste another minute. There's gonna be links below that you can click on. We wanna know if you've accepted Jesus Christ. We wanna pray for you. We wanna pray with you. We want you to become connected to the body of Christ. We wanna encourage you as Paul encouraged Timothy. But today I'm talking to you as well if you've thrown in the towel. Honestly, there's been many times I've wanted to throw in the towel. There's days I wake up and I think I've been doing this for a really long time. I've been serving God for a really long time. And then I'm reminded again once I'm out in the street, once I leave my home, you know, the, the comfort of your home, the safety of my home. I'm reminded and I see the lostness. I'm reminded and I see the pain. I'm reminded that they matter to God. I'm reminded that just as Paul encouraged Timothy, I need to encourage you and let you know that someone out there is waiting for you to bring the good news, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one goes to the Father except through him. And that's that hope that we have in Christ. Why do we have to finish the race? Because it's already been marked out before us. And so today, I want you to join me in prayer. I want this to be a time of reflection, not rushed. I want you to think about what God is speaking to you today. I want you to understand that we're, we're, we're begging you, I'm, I'm begging you to not give up, to not throw in the towel. There's too much to lose. There is a crowd laid before us, there is, there is going to be a crown of righteousness for those who finish the race. We know how the story ends. We know that our reward is in heaven. And maybe you don't see it here. Maybe what goes on here on this side of heaven might not make sense to you. But what God's calling you to do hasn't changed. What God's calling his people to do hasn't changed. And so my, my call to you today my challenge to you today is to finish the race that has been marked out before you. And just as Paul encouraged Timothy, we encourage you as the body of Christ, as the church of Christ, we encourage you to keep the faith. We encourage you to run with perseverance. And we encourage you to not lose hope. He is with you. He is for you. You know, Pastor Brian referenced the pencil so powerful just to think, wow, this, they gave all they had and, and what good use can we make out of this if we never pick it up? If it, it serves no purpose. We've all been called to fulfill the mission of God, to fulfill our purpose that God has called us to. But we gotta pick it up. We have to pick up our cross. We have to get to that starting line and run with perseverance as to finish the race just like Paul.
So would you join me today in prayer? Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, with open hearts, fully surrendered to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we know that apart from you, we can do absolutely nothing. And just as Paul said, as he wrote to Timothy, I am now being poured out. But ever before Paul was being poured out, Jesus, you had already poured out your life for us. Jesus, you had already surrendered your life for us so that we could have, my God, that saving grace, that grace amazing, that saves us, that redeems us, my God. And so, Lord, we come before you. Whatever it is that's holding us back, whatever it is, my God, that has thrown us off course, whatever it is, Lord Jesus, that, that has come in between us and you, Lord Jesus, whatever it is that stops us from finishing our race, Lord, we pray today, Lord, that it would be gone. In your precious name, Jesus, it would be gone. We surrender all to you, my God. We know that there is a world that's desperate, that needs to know you, Lord. And today we come humbly before you and we ask, my God, that you would move in our lives, that you would lead us to what's next, that you, Father God, would be the one that would orchestrate our next step, Lord Jesus, but that we would not give up. It's too important, Lord. It is too important for us to stop. It is too important to, for us to quit. We've run too far to quit now. Lord, I pray for all those who are discouraged, my God, for all those who are hurting right now, who all those who have maybe thought about throwing in the towel. Lord, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that they would be encouraged. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that they would receive new strength. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, my God, that their family, their home would turn, my God, into a house of worship, into a place where your name is glorified, Lord Jesus. Lord, there is nothing impossible for you. If you did it for Paul, you can do it for me and everyone, Lord. As Paul said, I am the worst of all sinners. Jesus, you came to seek and save the lost. And so if there's anyone listening today who still has not surrendered their heart to you, that still has not, my God, made that choice, Lord, that has not turned Lord, from the things of this world that entice them, the things of this world that keep them bound, that keep them from running their race, I pray for them today, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father God, that you would tug at their heartstrings, Lord, and that they would not resist, but they would surrender it all to you today, that they may see, Lord, what all you have in store for their lives. You are faithful and you are good we love you, Lord. We praise you. We magnify you. And we thank you, Lord, because we know that we can finish this race because you go with us, Lord. It's in your mighty and matchless name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Friends, if you've made that decision to follow Jesus, you've made the best decision of your life. You've literally made the best decision of your life. And I urge you to continue to finish and finish well to continue to run with perseverance and keep your eyes firmly fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. Amen. God bless you.